Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Good morning. Happy Sunday. Welcome to Big Sunday. I'm Jay Binkley with the incomparable Mr. K-State himself, an alumni now. So fancy, he has left college bars. He is now doing as alumni should. He's a season ticket holder. He's very excited about Avery Johnson, the third uh, number three dual quarterback in the country, picking Kansas State and staying in the state of Kansas. One Grant Nicholson. Now, how was that intro, Grant? The Elite 11, Avery Johnson. Man, I tell you, from Mays, Kansas, just outside Wichita there, did you know that Kansas State's got seven of the top 15 High school football recruits committed for next year. And keep in mind, there's like six undecided. So that number could grow. I'm, I'm very aware in the state of Kansas. You know me Kansas has? They're absolutely killing it. A Kansas? Yeah. I don't even think they have one, do they? No. I have as many uh, commits to come play for my team next year than uh, Kansas does from the state of Kansas. That's sad, man. Seriously. I mean, it's depending on your perspective, it's not sad at all. No, but that's that's brutal if you're Kansas. And listen, I like Lance Leipold, and I think he's going to do good things. I will say this, though. Kansas did a nice job in the portal because they grabbed Cy Thomas. And keep in mind, that's the number two all-time leading rusher in the state of Kansas. It's just not from this class. He already went to Minnesota last year and was in the bowl game. So I think he's going to be do fine. Man, what can you say about Colin Klein? All he's these, been killing it. All these guys, he's going to be head coach like soon. I mean, he's just been on his way up. Finished third in the Heisman Trophy. He's been grinding and coaching, and, you know, he got bumped up to offensive coordinator this year. The, the recruits love him. Like, you got to have somebody that's good with the recruits. The last three four-star quarterbacks that K-State has signed, Skylar Thompson, Jake Rubley, and Avery Johnson, have all been mentioned. Colin Klein's been mentioned in all of their recruitments very heavily. And if, I mean, if he's the, killing it. If you don't know what we're talking about, Kansas State had a hell of a week. They've got the number one and two player in Kansas, seven of the, of the top 15, uh, they have one and two, which is quarterback and then running back. And it's Avery Johnson. He's number three dual threat quarterback in the country. He got offers from all over the country. You know, this isn't just like Kansas state wanted him and Iowa state wanted him. You know, th- this is a legit four star that people wanted. You know, I, I've state, seen a lot of guys, Auburn, Oregon. Yeah. I mean, you've seen a lot of guys. Okay. They're, they're bouncing between, you know, maybe Memphis, Kansas state, Iowa state, Toledo, no, this is this is legit. There's some serious quarterbacks going on now with Arch Manning going to Texas. And the thing there is, because they already got the number one quarterback from the year before, Quinn Ewers, that we talked about, you know, what's going to happen there with the Arch dynamic. Well, Jake Rubley, what's going to happen with him? Because I'm curious, because he screams transfer portal to me. But because Will Howard's there and everything, because they know you're turning the keys to Avery Johnson. This old, you know, the whole Jake Rubley thing, and he'll be in the program for a couple of years. You get a kid like Avery Johnson, you gotta, you gotta play that guy. He's he's what K State is. I mean, he can run, he can throw, he can do everything that K State wants. Yeah, I mean, it feels like someone's gonna be headed to the portal sooner rather than later. And I think Rubley's probably the best bet. He lost that year with the COVID stuff when he transferred, and it kind of I don't know what happened, but now he's probably third banana this year behind Adrian and, and Howard. So, and then Avery Johnson shows up, and he's the the favored son from the home state. So it seems not great for, for Rubes. No, it, I'm just curious what he's going to do. I, I feel bad. The kid, I mean, yeah, 
The whole pandemic screwed that up. Yeah. Because he was going to play in college because he moved to Colorado. And he transferred to Iowa. Transferred to Iowa. Iowa. He yeah. was ruled he couldn't play, remember? Ineligible. He played like one game or something like that, too, did he? Because he had trouble, you know, enrolling or not enrolling, you know, playing. Because there, there was a rush of that, of, of kids going up to Iowa to play. And then he had to go back and his team ended up playing. Like he wasn't able to play there, but his <laughs> high school team in Colorado ended up, you know, getting the, getting the okay to go play. Anyway, I just think it's been a hell of a week for Kansas State. I mean, it's been a whole been a great good, couple of weeks. been a good month. Hopefully yeah. it gets even better this month. Yeah, it's unbelievable, Chris Klein. I, I've said this too, uh, Grant, is you got to get the trust of the head coaches. In the high You school, said that forever. Yeah. High school coaches are so vital. It's, it's like LSU. and why, it, They had a pipeline of New Orleans coaches that like, you know, sending their kids there. You've got to get in with the coaches. And... They're your lifeblood, man. You know, they, they make the ultimate recommendation. You want to talk about, like, references for jobs or something, and you got somebody that you, you always have that ace in the hole, you know, that, that can help you out. But when you have a head coach that will swing you one way or the other, that will give it to you real, like, I think you should go here because of this, and not even telling you about the other thing, right? Like, I think you should drive this Ford Expedition, not this Tahoe, because of this, this, and this, and this. And you're like, ah, oh, that's some, some good features. Because you're here from one side, not the other side. So, yeah, the, you got to get those coaches. And this is something like me and Gino. They actually liked me and Gino. A lot of the coaches around here did. And they got talent, hence they went in Orange Bowl. But Kleiman they liked. And they always did. When he was at North Dakota State, he used to get Kansas City kids up there to play. He did. And, and they would come up there and and they trusted him and liked him. And, like, Charlie Weiss, they didn't like Charlie Weiss because he came in cocky to the high school. Like, he would go to the schools, and, you know, he talks about himself. And he would only, he'd be so focused. I could tell you a million stories about that. but You've told him before where no one ever went to, they didn't get visits from KU people for, like, five, six years. No, well, Andy Sims was the head coach of uh, Blue Valley North just right here in Kansas's backyard and now he's a park hill but he had like 40 guys go play high school football in like four years or college football in four years right because I remember asking him this when Kansas was going through the coaching search because you know Beatty Beatty was enamored with trying to get Texas and Louisiana kids but just wasn't working out for him looked like it was going to work out but it didn't this is what he said about Kansas this is shock you about the coaches because he's the big-time coaches go into these high schools. They do. I mean, any coach worth the salt goes to visit high school coaches. Listen to some of these names. you got to have somebody that steps in and, uh, you know, takes the bull by the horns and understands that if, if they truly, truly believe in their heart of hearts that there's not talent here, then, number one, they're not good, good evaluators of high school talent. And, um, you know, if they, if they do believe that, then they got to fight, scratch, claw for these local kids. And it's unacceptable it's unacceptable for a Kansas football coach to believe that a Graham Merck should go to West Compton. It is, it's got to be that way. Um, I joke around a lot, but I'll be honest with you. I've had Urban Meyer, Ryan Day, Jim Harbaugh, Chris Kleiman, Willie Fritz, Ryan Held at Nebraska, Dan Lanning at Georgia. I've had all of, all of those guys in my office more than I've had the head football coach at KU for the past the past two coaches. Is that right? Is that right? Absolutely. How sad is that? This is before Leipold got there. And I'm sure he's doing things differently because the guy's a winner. I mean, you look at the coaches, the quality coaches at Kansas, Kansas State. Leipold's got six national titles, Division III. Kleiman's got four at FCS. I get it's not Division I, but (laughs) it takes a lot to be a winner. Habits like that transfer over. I mean, maybe not the X's and O's and and getting the recruits is a little bit different, but, I mean, institutionally, to be able to have that sort of success is really important. No, it is. Uh, Dan Lanning that he mentioned was at Georgia. He's from around here. He's now the head coach of Oregon, right? So that's another piece, right, that uh, Dan Lanning, and keep this in mind, too, if Big 12 is able to sway Oregon and Washington, but a dad landing or something that's already in with the high school coaches here because he recruited him when he was with Georgia and he's from around here. They trust him. They like him. He's one of their own. You know, he's from the area. 
know, that stuff helps. And he, he mentioned Urban Meyer. Keep this in mind. This was <laughs> when he was at Ohio State. But still, some of those names that he was mentioning, he mentioned Kleiman and stuff like that. But Jim Harbaugh, those guys walk in there, you go, Ronnie Bell, I don't know if you know Ronnie Bell. He's the starting receiver at Michigan. Hell of a talent. Got hurt right at the beginning last year. So he wasn't able to play on that college football playoff team. He's from Park Hill. He went to Park Hill. And wasn't recruited around here. You know who the coach was that found out when he's uh, when he won the Simone Award? Because he was going to go play basketball at Missouri State. It was Jim Harbaugh that called him, and he, he went to Michigan. At the last minute, like K-State, KU, all these schools, Missouri, were all trying to get in there once they found out, oh, this kid's going to go play football instead of basketball. Not Harbaugh. He didn't care. Like, you, you got to have that attitude, man. It's like when Gary Pinkle was in Missouri. You know, he used to take a helicopter and land on the in the lawn of different high schools. Now, that's making a show. When you got the <laughs> chopper landing there, right? And all the kids are looking out the window Whoa. and stuff. He, that's how he recruited. I mean, that's, that's being an SEC boss, man. I mean, that's got some serious cachet, I'm sure, with a bunch of 17-year-olds. Yeah, because you can go to Staley and then go to Lee Summit West. You can land in multiple like a whole afternoon. Yeah, you can <laughs> land your high, you know, the chopper in various places. That's the stuff you got to do because guess what? You got nil now, too. Like, you got to compete with the nil. Like, just because a recruit likes you, which used to carry a lot of weight in the past, now it's your money, too. How much money am I going to make when I go to the said place? It's a completely different ball game. But this was an interesting week in the Big 12. And there's a lot of fire. I mean, this this conference realignment stuff is getting really interesting. I don't know if you've seen the latest, some of the, the you know, the rumors, you know, about there's Clemson, every North day. Carolina, Florida. Yeah. This thing's not going to stop. And last year, a lot of the commissioners, the big or uh, 80s, the Big 12, thought the conference expansion was done. They thought, okay, it's done. It's slowing down. The Big Ten's not going to wait, want anybody. And then all of a sudden, USC and UCLA are gone 10 months later. And there was no smoke, Grant. It went straight fire, man. It went straight four-alarm fire. It is weird to me that a school like Texas and Oklahoma could leave and nobody knew it was going to happen. I mean, we're not talking about, like, Old Dominion here. We're talking about Texas and Oklahoma. They just leave. Think about how quiet these things are. Like, I give credit, man. This is what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas mentality. Isn't that because it's so high level that all these presidents and ADs like are just making that decision and they just go for it? You would think that somebody would talk, though, like Bullsby would get that text, you know, like, hey, man, some smoke around Texas. He looked like he was blindsided. It feels like everyone was blindsided by the USC UCLA stuff. It, completely. Again, it's usually you see smoke before a fire, Grant. We went straight for alarm, man. But here's the deal with the Big 12. And I really like York Burnt, the uh, new uh, commissioner of the Big 12, because he seems super aggressive, and I like that. I like the things people are saying, because he understands he can't stand around. The Pac-12 tried to poach the Big 12 after Texas and Oklahoma left, right? They tried to sink their tentacles into steel. Now it's the Big 12 turn, uh, turn to serve them their own medicine. You know, you screw with us, we're going to screw with you. But here's the thing, Grant. Arizona and Arizona State have been rumored to want to leave for a long, long time. That'd be easy for them to get. We've seen that. Colorado, Utah. Why wouldn't you go after it? And they're doing. I mean, there's rumors they want Washington and Oregon. Those are the ones you need, man. They're the only two that have made the college football playoffs since the uh, playoffs. Not UCLA and USC that are going. Washington and Oregon are the big dogs that you want. And there are, it looks like the Big 12 are interested in them, but they should be. They got smart. They didn't get taken by the Big 10. And those are huge programs. Those are the best of the Pac 12 right now. I mean, Utah, Colorado, that's cute. Get Washington and get Oregon. Yeah, the fear is that they're they're holding out for some sort of a Big Ten offer in the future. Yeah. But but that's what you want. Absolutely. I mean, that helps solidify your conference as like probably third banana in the college football alignment. Big Ten and SEC are up there. But if you get to Washington and Oregon, I mean, I think you're definitively third above the ACC. You know, and part of me being a big uh, – oh, yeah, Greg Jones. Text line reminds me of that. Greg Jones, a former coach at Kearney and Liberty North extremely successful high school coach. He went, he's trying college now, which I like. It's like, it's like uh, Steve Rampey that was at uh, blue Valley. Then he went down to Pitt state as offensive coordinator, won that national title when he's there. He's at Staley now, but yeah, Greg Jones up at Oregon as well. And keep in mind, Greg Jones has the respect of high school coaches around here. Cause he was one of them. 
And he won state titles at Kearney and made a hell of a run at Liberty North, but they like him. He's one of their own. He's been at several high schools around here, Park Hill, Park Hill South. He's been uh, – he, he coached under uh, Tom Cruise at Ray Peck. So, yeah, that that's – him and Dan Lanning being out there, uh, That that's a big deal. Coming up next, though, a move the Chiefs have got to make. It's on the table. Why not do it? I'll explain next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Bank Sunday. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. Grant, we are uh, two weeks in counting until the quarterbacks and rookies report to St. Joe. Two weeks. Two. The count time begins. Oh, it begins. We'll have Ron Cobb from Arrowhead Pride uh, join us this morning at 930 to help celebrate uh, with us. Okay, there's one more weekend. One more weekend without training camp, and then it begins. Can you believe we're already at that point? This weekend's it. And the next weekend starts Chiefs camp. Helps a lot. One weekend. Get what you need to do out now. Of course, you can get a lot of things done during training camp. It's not like you're going to be up. And the Chiefs are all, except the first weekend, they're there both days, Saturday and Sunday. And then the following week, they're the next three weeks, they have one of the days off on the weekend. It's like there's a couple Saturdays and a Sunday off. But, uh, yeah, Chiefs camp is here. There's one guy that I think that they should be uh, hard-pressed or hardcore-pressed to get as a member of the Chiefs, and we'll talk to uh, Ron Cobb about this as well. And it's Robert Quinn of the Chicago Bears. He wants out, and this would be uh, makes 100% sense for the Kansas City Chiefs. It, it makes so much sense, it, it defies logic. Uh, Robert Quinn, a guy that coming off 18 and a half sacks last year, he's also had a 19 sack season he is 32 I get that that would be a little concerning and normally my theory is you back off players like this but he's so damn effective in what he does and it's so much what the Chiefs need to add this pass rusher and they've done this the past two years they've showed this with veteran players Terrell Suggs comes in here he helps the guys out he was more helped Chiefs off the field than on the field Melvin Ingram brought an attitude with him players really respected him but Robert Quinn is a guy that I think could help Karloftis, and he's a guy I think could really help you on the field. He's better than Melvin Ingram, and he's better than the version of Troll Sugg, not better than Troll Sugg as a whole, but he's had a great career. He's close to 100 sacks in his career. He's had a couple 10-and-a-half sack seasons. He is 32, I get that, but he's still highly effective what he did last year. Ryan Poles is the GM of the Chicago Bears that came from the Chiefs' front office. That's a nice connection to have. It's a really nice connection to have because that's how deals are made. So I put this uh, on here this morning. Who do you think is the number one defensive player in the NFL right now, Graham? Aaron Donald. Thank you. This is fitting right in my narrative. (laughs) Okay. Who has arguably a chance to be considered one of the greatest defensive linemen in the history of the NFL? He's that good. Yeah, absolutely. He's got the respect of all the players around the league. Yes. 
Where did he learn the chop block move, one of his signature pass rush moves? Who did he learn it for? Well, this is from the NFL Top 100 back in 2019. This proves my point. He got this little thing where he can jump off the ball. Like, literally, if you pause the film, his feet are out of the air. It's pretty incredible. He jumps and goes right around you for the sack. It's like, dude. Honestly, I copied that from Robert Quinn. I watched this film, and they do the chop club. You always do the chop club with the jump. He had 19 sacks when you're doing it. And I just did it one game. We were playing the Seahawks, and I did it, and I got through it. Rams rushed four. In Donald. trouble. Got Aaron Donald's got his second sack. I just worked it more and more, and I just kind of stole the jump chop club for Robert Quinn. So shout out to Rob. <laughs> Pretty good stuff, huh? Robert Quinn showed him his signature pass rush move. Shout out Robert Quinn. Shout out Rob. That's, you don't want that guy in your defense? <laughs> you don't think that guy on your defense can help like a George Karloftis and some of the younger guys? When an Aaron Donald learned from him. Yeah, I mean, I would want Aaron Donald. No, of but, course Aaron Donald, but the guy that taught Aaron Donald something. Robert Quinn is not Aaron Donald, though. He's not. He's not, but it's not like he's a slouch either. I mean, Robert Quinn is a damn good player, man. He's just coming off a he's coming off a 18 and a half sack season. Don't Tell you, me that that's not what the Chiefs need. That is the missing link. Good day now. <laughs> that's the <laughs> That's the missing link, bro. Don't you think if it was going to happen, it would have already happened? Don't you think if that no. trade was going to happen, they would have already done it? I don't. I think some of these things take some time and work around it. He's got 101 career sacks. He's got a 19-sack um, season, 18-and-a-half-sack season, 11-and-a-half-sack season, and a couple 10-and-a-half. And not only that, there's more. Wait, there's more. Now, there's a guy named Nick Bosa, too. Do you think he's good? Eh. Okay, well, there's Aaron Donald giving credit to Robert <laughs> Quinn. Here's Bosa. I wouldn't mind talking the Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald, Bosa said. I've never really had any conversations with him. Just to hear what he says. I think Robert Quinn would be interesting to hear from him. I would definitely ask him about the cross chop, Bosa said of Quinn. But I think he's dominated more than just a move throughout the years. And I think it's interesting that he plays only the right because for guys – have had numbers that he's had. He's always been going against the left tackle, which means he's putting up numbers against the best tackle in the NFL. The best tackles play on the left side. He goes, which is usually the better player. So I think that's even more impressive that he's been able to do that. That's from Bosa. Uh, the whole Aaron Donald. What would it cost the Kansas City Chiefs to do something like this? Uh, because that's the thing. He's still got a contract. You still have to pay said contract with the Kansas City Chiefs. According to Spot Track, um, trade or release dead cap for the Chicago Bears, they'd have to pay it. 22, um, 4.2 million, 8.4. The new team acquires 12.8 million this year, then 14 the next year, 13 the next year after that. So again, 32, 33, 34 years. Yeah, 14 and 13, that's going to be a bite, but these things are restructured, players are released, things like this happen. So don't look at the Chiefs just completely owning owing that down the stretch. This, to me, makes more sense than anything for the Chiefs. To get to, and they've had talks. I mean, you saw the smoke start to come up a little bit last week. But this is the one area the Chiefs could really use that pass rush. Not only that, can you imagine him helping George Karloftis? If Nick Bosa wants to learn from him, if Aaron Donald did learn from him and said in the NFL Top 100 to give credit to Robert Quinn, it's your guy right there, man. I, as I the coach it. of your defensive lineman, as a player, it makes too much sense. It feels like a no-brainer. I agree with you. I think it'd be a great move if it happened. If the, I, I'm just not confident it's going to happen. Yeah, but I think there's more of a chance than you think. And the one thing about it is, if that news came down today, because that's the one thing you're kind of sitting there, well, we kind of need a pass rush. If they had Robert Quinn... All that pressure is not on Karloftis anymore, right? Yeah, Frank Clark's here and everything. That's cute. Robert Quinn's better. Anyway, we'll talk to Ron Kopp, ArrowheadPride.com, about that next. 
You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to Big Sunday, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. One more weekend, this weekend coming up without camp, and the next week, you got camp. And one guy to join in the celebration with me, Ron Kopp, ArrowheadPride.com. Ron, let's do this. I know, man. It's, it's, it's The fourth season calendar is way too boring right now. Football needs to get here so we can get excited about something, watch something. Oh, man, yeah. No, I'm excited about St. Joe. First, you know, it's, it's one of those training camps, man. A lot of different faces, new faces, and I feel like it hasn't been like that in the Mahomes era a lot. So it's, there's a lot more reason to, to kind of get there and get a first look at, you know, uh, whoever it is on defense, offense, even special teams. I mean, it's, 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 an important, it's an important training camp. I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. Well, here's the fun thing about it, Ron, is that we have the new faces, like you say, the pressure on a Karloftis and guys like this. Before I talk about something I want to talk about with you and run this by you, because I'm trying to make a case for a certain player that I think uh, needs to be here in Kansas City still, and that's this whole Camp Pat thing down in Texas. I mean, this seems like a real home run. We, we talked about it, you know, when they were, when the players were down in OTAs and Mahomes was getting acclimated uh, to the different guys like Juju, and I think that was real important so they could find out, like, where he's at. When he, when he scrambles, what's he doing? Because – Juju and Pittsburgh didn't have to really worry about that with Big Ben. He would get sacked. But with MVS, he understood Rodgers, you know, broke containment and threw down. So he'd be better. But one of the, the, the truly wonderful things about Mahomes was his connection with Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey. These guys knew when he was in trouble. And I think this whole chemistry thing hanging out off the field has been extremely important for the Chiefs getting to know each other. But they didn't just do Camp Pat during OTAs. They've been doing it this summer, which is huge. Yeah, of course, man. And, I mean, you see Mahomes hyping Sky Moore up with, you know, the the Instagram post. I guess that was Bobby Stroop that posted it. But, yeah, I mean, no, it, it is great to see them all get work. Because you're right. That, that Tyree Kill-Mahomes connection was very, like, it, they were on the same page a lot of the time. Man. That's, and that's why a lot of their successes happened on those deep plays, man. I've highlighted it on tw- Twitter uh, this offseason, but – Something that McColl has struggled with in his career is that same sort of chemistry thing where you just you, you see a, a deep post where he has that two-way go with the safety, whether you have to cut in front of him or just keep running uh, vertically towards the back of the end zone. And you see a couple times where Mahomes throws it one of those ways and Mahomes or McColl's running the other way. Just not on the same page. You, I feel like you rarely saw that with Tyreek. You know, Tyreek's probably was just catching the ball at t- times. It was never about, you know, being in the wrong place. It, it never seemed like, especially towards the end there. So, it is good to see. You're right, man. Uh, Juju is definitely going to be in for a little bit uh, different of a of a quarterback. But I think that's going to, you know, give him a new, you know, energy, man, a, a re- revitalization. Imagine being a wide receiver in Pittsburgh the last few years, man. It, it must just feel so depleting knowing that you can only run, so, so you know, a certain amount of routes. You're just running speed outs and slants all day because that's all big Ben can do at some point and and no extending after the play no you know no chance for those big broken plays I'm sure Juju's got that that he's pumped up uh being you know in Kansas City where there's going to be more openness and and more big plays to be had for sure Ron I've been uh I've been stumping for a certain player here in Kansas City I'm gonna run it by you 
Robert Quinn, we've talked about that before, 18 and a half sacks last year, is 32 years old, but he's in Chicago. Uh, it would cost the Chiefs, you know, $13 million the next year, $14 million the next year at 34 years old. We know how these things can work, though. You can restructure these deals. $12.8 million this year. The GM in Chicago is Rand Poles. It comes over from the Chiefs front office. There's obviously a nice chemistry and connection that goes between that. But I was doing some more research on Robert Quinn. Did you know that Aaron Donald considers his chop move because of Robert Quinn? Well, I was listening to your segment before I came oh, on. Did? So, yeah, I, 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 saw, I heard that. And, and, I mean, everyone – I do think one thing, and, and I'll let you get back, but one thing, Robert Quinn, I mean – Everyone knows that he's just a pass rush specialist, so I'm not surprised to hear that kind of stuff. I think he is known as that guy that, you know, for maybe his faults in, you know, maybe run defense or other areas of the game, he knows how to break down an offensive tackle. He knows how to, you know, where to attack and all those things. And, yeah, I'm not surprised to hear some of the elite guys have learned a thing or two from him. And another connection real quick, too, you know, Steve Spagnuolo was the head coach of the Rams when they drafted him in the first round um, in 2011. So that's another connection there where Spags obviously had to sign off on that to some extent, right, you, you'd imagine being the defensive-minded uh, guy he was as a head coach. So, yeah, I, I think there's a few connections. And the more time goes on here, the more the offseason rolls on and it hasn't happened, the more it's a, it's a better move, right? The, the better, you know, because it's not going to take as much m- maybe because the Bears want to get rid of that. They want to get some sort of compensation for this. And the more time goes on, the less you're going to have to give, you know, maybe with that connection with Ryan Poles, as you mentioned, maybe there's a way they can eat some of the contract. Um, you know, I, I, I doubt it. I'm sure they're trying to get rid of a, a lot of that, but you never know with those connections, man. And I think the more time goes on, the more the Bears are going to be willing to do something just to just to get some sort of compensation for a guy that clearly doesn't want to play there. He makes more sense in Kansas City because his team is, is going places and a few pieces um, that would really help him. The, the pass rush, listen, this division so full of quarterbacks. Other teams are doing this because they, they, they understand the quarterback situation in this division. Chandler Jones in Vegas. And then you look at Cleo Mack in, um, in, with the Chargers. By the way, Quinn had more sacks than those guys combined last season. This is what it would cost them. Dead cap money, $4.2 million this year, eight point four the next year. That's a savings for the Bears of $12.9 million this year, nine point seven the next year. Tell me that doesn't make sense for a team that needs to find who and what they are. Exactly. They're, they're on the first stages of whatever they're going to be. Um, and, and it just doesn't seem like it makes sense to keep Robert Quinn around. And I'm sure they're trying to move him. And again, you know, it, it seems like the Chiefs are the team that continues to get linked to them. And it, and it completely makes sense. When you look at the defensive end room, you know, something that keeps amazing me about and, and, and maybe it indicates that they, there's a move coming. I mean, they only have five defensive ends on the 90 man roster. Um, and, and you're going into training camp where you usually at least have six, seven, maybe even more than that bodies at that position where you're going to, you know, there's a lot of rotation. There's a lot of, you know, you got your second and third teams because the first team already rotates quite a few players. You only got five guys total on the edge right now. And you're talking about a couple of them very unproven. I mean, Karloftis obviously we're excited about, but a guy like Malik Herring is someone I'm including in that, someone that was injured all last year we don't know much about. It is just, it is fascinating that it's so thin right now. And, and I do think it makes sense, uh, especially with, you know, Frank Clark's the only veteran in that room, right? I mean, there's, there's a lot yeah. of youth in that room, too. So getting another veteran, you mentioned the, the, teaching, the teaching. I mean, that's great. But just in general, too, just, just uh, you know, Spagnuolo being able to trust a, a veteran defensive end rather than Clark and then, you know, all these guys that are going to be very inexperienced. So Clark, it, it makes a lot of sense for Spags to want to get him in sure. here just to, for his comfort levels. It's like a coach on the field. I mean, when you're thinking about the greatest defensive player in my mind of all time, Aaron Donald, and he learned something from Robert Quinn. Yeah, I think this guy could impart some knowledge and wisdom on Karloftis. You know, he said when he was talking about the uh, chop movie, he says, I I copied that from Robert Quinn. Um, This is what he said. I said, I watched his film and he would do a chop club. He always did the chop club with the jump. He had 19 sacks in one year, and I just did it in one game. We were playing the Seahawks, and I did it and got through. I just worked it more and more and just kind of stole the jump club club from Robert Quinn. Shout out to Rob. Nick Bosa, I wouldn't mind talking to Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald. Just hear what he says. But also Robert Quinn. He wants to learn about him, and he says, the reason I respect Robert Quinn, he's always going against the left tackle. That's pretty good endorsements for a guy like Robert Quinn. That that's the one piece for the Chiefs. They would, if they went out and made this deal now, like, wouldn't you feel so much more comfortable with the pass rush? 
Oh, of course. Of course, because uh, speaking of veteran defensive ends and, and Frank Clark, you know, he, for for the strengths he has as a player, I, I would say right now one of them is not, you know, getting after the quarterback when they really need it. He has not been that, that guy that you can just stick after the quarterback on a given play, and Quinn is. And so you have that – you have a, not only the veteran presence, but just, you know, another guy that, that that's, you know, you can truly trust to, to at least, you know, work the pocket a little better than, than Clark can at some points, you know. And, and so – I, I really, you know, you talk about the Bosa's. I mean, you know, those those are some of the most technical players, and they were as as prospects as well. That's, that's the thing with Carl Loftus is I feel like that is not necessarily the case. But he has the prerequisite things that you want to build the foundation of for a player, right? The the, the effort, the energy, the the high motor, obviously just the the strength, the, you know, kind of that that uh, that baseline of power he has as a as you know as a as a player. And so you have that fundamental, that, that basement, you know, that, that foundation. And then, yeah, if you have a veteran like Quinn in his ear, you know, teaching him all those technical stuff, that's just, yeah, that, that's just great. You already have, you know, you know, some players don't have that baseline, right? They're, they're, we've, we've seen it all the time. You know, they just don't have that same, you know, motor. It's why we, we compliment the players that do, right, because it's noticeable. And so if you build anything on top of what Carlos already has, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously great and, and who better, obviously, than, than a guy that's been around for, you know, 10-plus years now. Again, you know, sack specials. This dude isn't known – you know, he's not a guy known, you know, to, to set a hard edge, right? That's not, that's not what he's there for. He's there to get after the quarterback, and, and that's exactly what the Chiefs need right now. It, it, it's definitely the, one of the weaknesses of this team going into 2022. Yeah, it's not like, you know, he floated around four-and-a-half sacks at age 31. He had 18-and-a-half, man. That's, that's that's unbelievable. But the Chiefs have done this route. You know, with whole Terrell Suggs that came in during the Super Bowl year, he didn't really help the Chiefs much on the field. It was the off-the-field stuff. You know, Melvin Ingram kind of did both, but he's a lot more effective as a pass rusher than Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram brought that toughness, and he brought a lot of those attributes. And to be honest with you, I know the Chiefs have talked to Quinn, but a part of me thinks one of the reasons, big reasons they didn't go after bringing in a Melvin Ingram and guys like that they thought that this uh, Quinn thing may come true at some point. There's been more talks about it, but this just seems to make so much sense. It's what the Chiefs do. Exactly, and and again, the connection. I know we've we've hit on it a couple of times, but I mean, Ryan Poles being the GM, you know, you, you don't know they, the, the side conversations they can have. You know, maybe Veach knows that you know, hey, like I, I'm, you know, I, it, it's he's ours. We're just going to wait it out a little bit, and Poles is going to let me know if other people you know come with hard offers so we can. Matt, you know, it's that kind of thing where, you know, maybe Beach is just playing this just right and, and waiting for the right moment. But then you also think about it. You, you mentioned these in-season acquisitions, right? Well, if the Bears really want to hold out and make the Chiefs, you know, really want to get him, I mean, you know, one thing they could, they could do definitely is go into the season with it and really make the Chiefs really, you know, uh, test their pass rush and see, you know, shoot, we really could use someone like that. We know that for sure now. Now that price is going up maybe from Chicago. So, it is a delicate situation, man. It, it's kind of the fun of, of, of the front office stuff. But he's, Quinn would definitely be the Chiefs' best pass rusher right away. I mean, uh, you know, edge rusher, I should say. Chris Jones, obviously, the elite, you know, rusher from the interior. But, you know, getting Quinn would be huge for sure. And, and it does make a ton of sense. You know, the more time goes on, the more it feels like it's going to happen. We got a couple of weeks till training camp, so maybe in that span. Yeah. We're going to see some news break. And it could still happen. I thought some of these deals may take the summertime or right before camp. Uh, to get done. And the other thing, too, is with Ryan Poles being there as GM from the Chiefs front office, I mean, it's almost like too good to be true, Ron. This is like exactly. right there on a plate saying, do it. That's, that's what I'm, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And then that's why I feel like there could just be, you know, an understanding, right? Veach can understand where, where it's at. It's not a, you know, if he, if he didn't, if he didn't know Poles at all, you know, maybe he has to pull the trigger sooner. He has to make that move when, you know, the conversation started back in March or April. But, you know, maybe he knows now, you know, he, he can feel out, you know, where pull, you know, how many offers they're getting, what, you know, whether or not he needs to, you know, pull the trigger right away. So, yeah, no, absolutely. And and the Chiefs defense, I mean, we're all excited about the new moves in the secondary, the linebacker group. I've, you know, obviously, been, uh, you know, love that. I've been hyping them up. If that pass rush just gets a tiny bit better, I think, you know, it doesn't need to be elite. You know, I, it, the rest of the defense has some really talented players that, that could maybe carry them more. Um, just because the pass rush, we know the pass rush isn't going to be, we, there's nothing we can do right now. You know, you can't go get, you know, the, one of these elite, you know, Quinn is as good as it gets. 
So, it, you know, just getting it to that level with the linebackers the way they should play, the secondary I think is really going to be active and, and, and a lot of moving parts that are going to, you know, uh, uh, really work. Um, yeah, I, I think the pass rush just needs to get it, you know, just that level better, and Quinn would definitely, you know, get them to that point for sure. Talking to Ron Copy, com, lead analyst there. Ron, final question for you. Uh, we're getting closer and closer, actually five days away from that <laughs> franchise tag sign deadline for Orlando Brown. Do they get this deal done, or does he play on the cap this year? Oh, man. If they want to get Robert Quinn, they better get the deal done, right? True, I mean, true, you true. Can't, you, there's not really any way to get Robert Quinn in here if you have to pay that franchise tag um, on the Orlando Brown deal. If you Maybe get that's what they're deal, waiting on. Maybe that's what they're waiting on. And exactly, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, exactly what could be happening. And Orlando, again, we've talked about this, Jay. I really, I really feel like the Chiefs, do not have the leverage here. I think Brown has this leverage sitting there saying, hey, I'm I'm the left tackle. I mean, you know, you got you got some great guards, a great center, a reliable right tackle and Wiley for sure, but you know, you need you need you know, you need someone better than than what they would have to have if Brown, you know, were to, to you know, sit out for whatever reason on that franchise tag. A lot of leverage there on Brown's side. I really I really think that that's going to make the Chiefs fold and again, you know, uh, it's almost a prerequisite to getting Quinn. So if that's a legitimate move, I mean, that's almost, you almost kind of have to factor that into, you know, the, the, uh, if you want to sign Brown long-term and honestly that might, you know, it could be worth it, right. You know, getting Quinn and potentially increasing your level of winning a Super Bowl this year, um, obviously is, is worth, you know, it, it, you know, signing Brown long-term. And I, and I really, in general, I know I've said, it, I, I really like Brown as a long-term player. I think he's only going to get better. I think the Chiefs should lock him down. So I, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and as far as that leverage thing is concerned, Ron, I mean, he, he Orlando Brown understands that leverage because he told Mike Garofalo of NFL yeah. Network that the Chiefs didn't exactly go bring anybody in, right? That no other tackles are there. So he understands the Chiefs didn't do this in free agency. They didn't do it in the draft. I guess the Chiefs could go out you know, and bring in Eric Fisher again for fun as he's floating around as a free agent and he's only 31 years old. So that's the only move they could do. Yeah. You brought that up. One of these times. I, I like that idea. Um, even if Brown's signed, I mean, why not bring Fisher? And I think that's a, a great idea. Um, it's not that far removed from him playing good football for the chiefs. Um, although he went through the injury, but no, I think I've always made this point too, with the chiefs new receiving core, it's kind of going to be some unfamiliar, you know, look, Mahomes is going to have to kind of get comfortable with his receivers and, and it might affect, you know, maybe his, his field for the pocket or just maybe keeping his eyes downfield a little bit, um, you know, or just trusting his eyes, I should say. And so to kind of counter that, maybe to kind of help that, I would say keeping your offensive line together, you know, keeping those five guys that you have, not, you know, throwing in a new left tackle where, it's just not, you know, it's going to be a, you know, no offense to the guys that are behind him on the roster, but if we're talking about a Roderick Johnson or Prince Tega Winogo, I mean, that's a, that's a significant drop off. And I, and I don't think Mahomes wants that. And we all know, man, well, Mahomes wants, he should get, you'd imagine. So I, and I think that's, what's going to, you know, make this a, a move. Ron, enjoy the week. One last week before your training camp and uh, coming up with some spectacular content. So get everything done, my friend. And, uh, We'll talk again here uh, really soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Jay, as always. Talk to you soon. Take care. Ron Cop, right there, arrowheadpride.com. Coming up next, though, there's a circus sideshow in Major League Baseball, Grant. We're talking like two-headed lady, four-legged ostrich. We're talking some something going on. I don't want to see the Royals get this point. I'll explain next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bink Sunday, Jay Binkley, Mr. Kansas State Grant Nicholson, who's still celebrating Avery, Avery Johnson selecting the Wildcats as he pumps his fist in the air, waving it like nobody cares. Let's go! Ha <laughs> ha! Varsity Donuts, let's rock. I may go down there with you. Stop sure. in Wamigo for some Toto's Tacos. Which, by the way, Grant. I got season tickets. You can come whenever you want. I, I know you do. I have the media season ticket, which. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, no, you so you're even more advanced than I am. Well, so are you. You can get one, too. 
I could. Yeah. It's really just gotta. I want to be among the common folk, you know. No, you're not with the common folk. You're with the alumni. <laughs> the alumni. My tickets are not that good, Jay. But I don't care. Any ticket in that in that stadium is nice. But there's a little town right outside Manhattan called Wamigo, and it was any receipt out that one day on Tuesdays they come in here with him, and the listener said you should go to Wamigo. So I started looking it up, and you know I love little towns. I like Main Street USA. I like going to these places, trying to find a good restaurant, you name it, or a brewery, whatever they have. So I went. I went. I had the Toto's Tacos because I was with somebody who had to go to Manhattan. So we were going to Manhattan anyway. Manhattan Brew, Brewing Company or whatever, which was cool. But you should stop there. It's right outside of Manhattan. I've been to Wamigo many, many, many times. Well, did you ever have the tacos? I've never been to Toto's Tacos. <laughs> What the hell, man? What? There's not a lot there, but that's there. I know, but I'm just telling you, I've been to Wamigo many times. Doing what? I had a friend that lived in Wamigo, A, and so I've been there to his house many times. They've been a yellow brick road there, too, by the way. They, they like, do. They, like, claim the Wizard of Oz. I've been there to the, see the Wizard of Oz Museum. <laughs> Totals is right next to the Oz Museum. Oh, is it? Yeah. Wow. They have the Oz Winery, the yellow brick road. I mean, it's, yeah. And I was the... Play-by-play broadcaster for the Wamigo Red Raiders. Yeah, the three Red Raiders, years. baby. The Red Raiders. The Raiders. I was talking to Mitch Holtis the other day. We were talking about that. Mitch knew it right away, man. Red Raiders. Like, Mitch, there's not a high school in the state of Kansas. You can't any, ask anything, and Mitch would know it. Like, I love it. That's what I like about Mitch. The yeah. Red Raiders just had a player, three-star quarterback, Hayden nope. Ovi- Ovi- Oviet, nope. commit to our Army. Yeah, there's there's some swing. Eudora, Kansas out here has a tight end um, – Committed to Arkansas already, so I mean, there's, there's uh, Jaden Ham's his name, but uh, he's committed to Arkansas after playing this year. But I mentioned wasted talent. What's your favorite circus act, Grant? I don't like the circus to be honest I, with you. I, I think it's boring, but I don't think I, I think I've been to the circus maybe one time. I mean, it's been over 15 years ago if I have been. I mean, seeing elephants do tricks and stuff like that, like they what hop is, up what on is the there chair. Even at a circus, you I, just go I to the three ring circus and you sit in the tent and you watch. I don't know. My life's Acrobats? been a three-ring circus at times, but <laughs> um, but the elephant that'll get up on the thing or whatever, that, and then the people that drive the motorcycles in the cage, juggling a fire. Ever since I saw Dumbo, I said I'll never go to a circus ever again. I'm not a fan of circuses. First of all, I hate cotton candy, and that's pretty much what you have to eat if you go to one of those. You don't like cotton candy? No. I like cotton it's, candy. It's sticky, man. It's a mess. It gets all over your, your hands, which then gets all over your... Cell phone, which then gets all over your face. It's not. Wash it's not your a hands, pleasant. man. You, eat some kind you, of candy. You're perpetually wash your washing your hands if you eat cotton candy. Seriously, it's like Cheetos, man. You're not getting rid of it. It's going to permanently stain you. I have been. I have had Gorilla Glue on my hands before, and that was a huge mistake. I was trying to glue some back when Gorilla Glue first came out. And I tried to wipe it off like a paper towel. No. And I had paper towel like stuck to my fingers and hands for like a full day. But anyway, Circus Sideshow. This made me think of it. And it's like, don't be the Angels. Don't be the Angels if you're the Kansas City Royals. You, you got to fall in. You can't fall in a trap. You got to put a full team together. This comes some, from Ben Verlander that retweets an Art Vandalay thing. Ben Verlander is a MLB uh, reporter for uh, Fox Sports. And... It says every time I see an Angels highlights, it's like Mike Trout hits three run home run, or three home runs and raised his average to five twenty eight. Shohei Otani did something that hasn't been done since nineteen twenty one, as the Tigers defeated the Angels eight to three. Right, and then Ben Verlander says Mike Trout went two for five with the home run the other night. Shohei Otani went three for five with the home run, and the Angels lose to the Orioles five to four on a walk off. The Angels are the circus, man. I, I'd be so mad if I was an Angels fan. But is that not a circus? Because you're, hey, come see the amazing Mike Trout and Shoei Otani. Breathe fire, hit home runs, <laughs> strike out 13 players, have four MVPs won. And you've got it, canned candy all over your hands and you can't enjoy any of it. And yet the team sucks, man. Like, these guys are built for the postseason. These guys are built. Major League Baseball needs this. But you got to put a full team together. This is why I worry about the world. Like, you you don't want this to turn into Bobby Witt Jr. and MJ Melendez and Vinny Pascatino slamming home runs, Nick Prado coming up here and doing this, and then not being able to pitch. It's like Beltron, Diamond, or Damon, Die, Sweeney, all those. They could hit. I mean, that was a salty offense, but they could. They had to put the pitching together. Like, I keep seeing the Angels. 
I'm like, don't be the angels. Like, don't be the circus. Because that's what the angels are. They're the circus sideshow. Yeah, I mean, that would be pretty awful. Because I've got two, what, top ten players in MLB. they got two of the, arguably <laughs> the best players in Major League Baseball. <laughs> they can't. And they, they had a manager in Joe Madden with the ring that's taking two different teams to the World Series, shave his head into a mohawk the same day he was fired. He didn't even <laughs> should get to show the players the hawk, you know? That sounds like a sideshow if I've ever seen one. They are. The Angels are a complete sideshow in Los Angeles, and it's sad to see. Josh Vernier, our Royals insider, joins us 10-15. The Royals and the um, the Royals going for uh, the Royals and Guardians today. Please sack against Grinky. Um, right here in your home of the Kansas City Royals and Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Coming up next, though. Speaking and your K-State of, Wildcats. And our K-State Wildcats. Let's Thanks for that. that. Nice drop there. This has got to be the perfect station for you. It's pretty great. At. I'm not going to lie. To work at. Pretty great. Having the Royals, the Chiefs, and K-State. What more could a man want, Grant? Not much. You're, you're not like, much you're, at all. You're working at the perfect spot, man. It's the perfect storm for you. Perfect storm. Go Cats. Coming up next, uh, Mike Matheny. We had him on earlier this week, uh, Dusty Likens and I did. And we talked about leadership, and he said some really interesting things. Next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 